The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, guys? It's Harrison Phillips here, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellows on the Circle the Wagons podcast on Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills, baby. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumbling podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. I lied last week when I said that I was going to do our draft day movie discussion, the movie with Kevin Costner. That I recorded a few years ago. I was going to re-release that, but instead, uh, the schedule for the Buffalo Bills and all the rest of the uh, teams of the NFL were released this past week, and I thought it would be a great time to uh, bring back my co-host for the season and uh, talk about the schedule, uh, our thoughts on it, and uh, give some sort of really early prediction for how we think the Bills are going to do. So I'd like to welcome back... Uh, guys I haven't talked to in a few months and and really looking forward to this uh, Mike and John fellas uh, how have you been how are you doing uh, are you excited to talk about uh, the bill schedule doing great I I'm excited you know that we've had the draft the schedule release I just can't wait for the season to start again what about you Mike I can't add anything that's same <laughs> awesome draft awesome schedule yeah were you guys at all? Upset. I saw some things on Bill's Twitter, people being upset that the Bills only got four primetime games. And there were several teams that got uh, more t- primetime games than the Bills. The Bills got four. Uh, the ones that got five were Green Bay, New Orleans, Dallas, Seattle, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, the LA Rams, San Francisco, Kansas City, and Tampa Bay. Um, I mean, do you look at any of this? Are you upset that the Bills only got four? Or is it like, hey, man... This is all gravy. I'm just glad that we're playing on prime time. How many games did the other teams get? Um, so the ones I just mentioned got five. Um, and then there were five teams that got four. There were seven teams that got three games, two teams that got two games, and eight teams that only got one game. I'm still pinching myself, man, because it would seem for a long time we would be in the basement with the one game, and it wouldn't be a... 
Monday night game. It wouldn't be the Sunday night game. It'd be the throwaway Thursday. Yeah, that reminds me of like uh, the Bills were. We would only get that was like uh, the the rule with the NFL was that each team got one primetime game at one point, and the Bills' only primetime game was that Thursday night primetime game. It was like a pity game. It's like here you go. We're only doing this because we have to. Because uh, we, it was like it was like that Chris Rock skit about minimum wage, where he was he talks about minimum wage. He's like, what they're telling you when they're paying you minimum wage is, if I could pay you less, I would, but it's against the law. So I feel like that's how the NFL always treated the Bills. It's like if I could give you less primetime games, if I could give you zero primetime games, I would, but it's against the rules. So John, what about you? What do you think about? Uh, having four primetime games and uh, and a lot of teams. I mean, the Bills were a top four team. They made it to the AFC Championship. So they are legitimately a top four team. They could have easily gone to the Super Bowl, possibly won the Super Bowl, um, been, been the best team in the NFL. Um, you got a team like New Orleans, which we don't know how that team's going to fare at, at all without Drew Brees. If this was a Drew Brees-led team, a Drew Brees-New Orleans, um, I could definitely see them getting more primetime games than us. But like... Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston. I'm a little. That's kind of weird. San Francisco wasn't. I mean, San Francisco doesn't even have. Uh, let's see. How did they do last season? They were six and ten, and they get more prime time. I mean, what do you think about this, John? Do you care? Does it matter? Well, I mean, first of all, there were. There's a slew of teams that you mentioned that had five games, right? So we're only one game from having tied for the most. One of those games is a Thanksgiving game. And the Panthers game is TBD, whether it's Saturday or Sunday. So that could be a primetime game as well. Not to mention all these flex games that could happen in the second half of the year. Me personally, I wish they were all Sunday one o'clock games because that fits my schedule perfectly. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I kind of, I kind of, um, I kind of miss the Sunday one one p.m. games. I mean, I hate to be those those types of like annoying, you know, fans and content creators. Like, oh, it's gonna be a late night, but. Uh, Man, those were a lot more fun when I was younger. Not gonna lie, but it was, uh it's a little bit different when you're older. It's like especially if you're pumped or you're hyped, it's like eleven o'clock, you're trying to go to sleep and you got work the next day. Like that is that that is a tall order. Why can't why can't the NFL have Friday night, Saturday night games instead? That would be so much better than Thursday night where I have to go to work the next day or Sunday or Monday. Literally there's no night games where you don't have to go to work the next day. But Anyway, let's get into the Buffalo Bills 2021 schedule. Um, before we get into this, I wanted to talk about strength of schedule. So when you guys think of strength of schedule for the Buffalo Bills, um, let's first talk about uh, the Bills season last season. So the Bills were 13-3 and in 2020. For all intents and purposes, in my head at least, it was the Bills were like, 14 and 2, right? If it wasn't for that. But, you know, obviously that's not how it went. 13 and 3. Um, and real quick sidebar the good thing about us doing this prediction is we were almost right last season. Right before the season, we did another schedule prediction. And I think we came up with 13 and 3, if I'm not mistaken. At worst, we came up with 12 and 4. So we were pretty close. A lot of play, a lot of people were like 9 and 10 or 9 and 7, uh, 10 and 6, but. And we were pretty darn close. So let's talk first of all um, the 2021 or the 2020 
strength of schedule for the Buffalo Bills going 13-3. They were 13-3, and and they had the fifth hardest schedule in the NFL going 13-3. and So if nothing else, I feel like that should talk to you about how well the Bills actually were last season. And uh, you look at the other teams that made it to the Super Bowl, and one of the reasons why I thought the Bills had a shot against the Kansas City Chiefs is because the Kansas City Chiefs had like the 18th-ranked uh, strength of schedule in 2020. And you look at other teams that were like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were tied for 16th strength of schedule uh, in 2020. I mean, the Bills played a hard schedule and they came out and uh, and were this close. So you look at that, you look at the fact that in 2021, if you go just by the record of the teams that they played or the teams that they're going to play and their records last season, the Bills rank 23rd, which means they have one of the easier schedules in the league based on that. But if you go based off Vegas win totals, so this is kind of another interesting method of looking at strength of schedule. So you have how the teams finished last season, win total, which is kind of a weird, if you guys, let me know if you agree with this. It's kind of a weird way of going about it because I feel like almost no teams, like the very, the very top, like good teams probably stay pretty good. The very bottom teams stay really bad, but the, like anywhere above, anywhere in the middle could go a swing of like three, four, five games, right? So like that's kind of a weird way to look at strength of schedule for the 2021 season based on the 2020 season records. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think it's a, the greatest way to look at strength of schedule. But at least it's concrete. It's it's going by... <laughs> a known something that's not complete conjecture a known commodity right like a known value well let me put this up to you so this is a really cool um interesting way to look at the nfl strength of schedule so you know the DraftKings sportsbook um they do uh over unders for win totals for each team through the season right so you know if you have uh if you're playing you know like the bills i forget what the win total i think it's like 10 and a half wins for the bills right so then they took take a look at that win total and then they project it for each team and they figure out your strength of schedule that way, which is an interesting way of doing it because you're looking at Vegas estimations, which may be a little bit closer to than what was last year, or at least it's a different parameter, a different way of viewing the the, the difficulty of schedule. And if you look at it that way, the Bills have the 22nd ranked strength of ske- uh, schedule based on Vegas win total. So... um it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy for the Buffalo Bills, not going to lie. So this is a good thing we're looking at. Wait, the, the, the first is based on last year's schedule? Yeah. It's 23rd. Yep. And based on Vegas projection, is 22nd. I thought you were going to say the golf between the two was at least mid-teens, was, low 20s. It was for, us, for this in-depth analysis. It was one <laughs> whole so place. I want. <laughs> one, one giant number. Place one. It went from twenty second to twenty third. But either way, what's good about both of these numbers is it is it makes us feel better about the the Bills doing well in twenty twenty one. If they went thirteen and three, they bring back most of their roster from twenty twenty. Uh, there's a good chance that the Bills could go. Uh, well, they can't go thirteen and three because there's a seventeen game schedule, which I'm still not used to. That by the way, I don't know if you guys are used to that. That is still a very weird thought when I uh I did a, a poll on Twitter it was like well, how, what do you suggest that what do you think that the Bills uh, record is going to be next year uh 
13 and three or better or and someone's like oh yeah it's a 17 case oh yeah yeah forget about that i'm sorry did you say 10 and a half i don't know what it is what is it is it 10 and a half if that's the case bill's mafia this is easy money that's what we always tell you john and you always get cold feet how many mortgage payments you putting down So the Bills Bills over under right now. I'm looking at VegasInsider.com. It's ten and a half wins. John, do you think that's easy money in a 17 game schedule? Definitely. I know. Put your put your put your buddy where your mouth is. In a Let's 15 game schedule in a 14 game schedule. Come on, let's go. <laughs> You're like in the 1970s when they had 14 games. The Bills could easily have gotten ten and a half with this with this team, this roster. Let's go over to the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Let's put on some uh, some coin. For it, I like I like the way you. So let's before we go into each game and the predictions as far as how the Bills will do. Um, John brought up a good point before the podcast. Let's each give just like what we think without going game by game, without measuring each one. How many wins that the Bills would actually have, just based on just purely. How do you think the Bills are going to do this season out of seventeen games? John, I'll start with you. I feel like you. Uh, already have some thoughts on how the Bills are going to fare this season. With without putting too much thought into it, I'm going to say 15 and two. 15 and two. Wow. All right. All right. 15 and two. Mike, what do you think? If you were to just ballpark it, just just a wag. Just give me a wag. I want to go through it game by game. <laughs> okay. Whatever. So anyway, I'm going to say I'm going to say 13 and four. I'm just going to go. I want to do game by game for sure, but I'm just going to say I'm I I bet I'm going to come around 13 and 4 or so. Maybe 14 and 3. Maybe 14 and 3. You don't want to you don't want to give anything, Mike. You're going to be What's difficult. Point? To We're going to go through game by game, yeah, right? Yeah, I know, but just this is this is something that John just give John this. He came up with this great idea before the podcast and I liked it. So let's just do it. <laughs> Why is it a great idea? We're going to go through game by game and then I'll tell you exactly. <laughs> All right, so John's fifteen and two. I'm thirteen and four. Mike but is based TB- on nothing. TBD. Uh, based on based on. You want me to uh, go through it real quick? No, no, we're gonna no, win. we're gonna do that together right now. You had your I chance. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Win week one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go. While we're doing this, we're gonna go over all the uh, obviously primetime games. So we'll announce those just in case you don't already know them. Um, first game, week one, the Pittsburgh Steelers, 1 p.m. at Orchard Park at Highmark Stadium. Ugh, that sounds so weird. It's a terrible name. But uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers at Buffalo Bill, the beginning of Big Ben's farewell tour because this will be his last season, and I won't miss him, and they won't make the playoffs. So uh, the Bills get him when he's healthy, when he's ready to go. Um I'm going to take this as a win. John? I concur. Mike? Win. Win, all right. Just so you know, I can give the, if you're curious, I do have the records pulled up as far as how the teams did last year and this year. And last year, the Steelers were 12 and four. So. But see, the problem with picking the, just randomly picking the wins losses beforehand is like it biases everything because then you try and fit it to your narrative. Um, on that I, last game, you're like, oh, I said 13 and four before I started. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go with the loss so I can stay consistent. <laughs> That's the problem, like theorizing in advance before you have all the evidence, right? 
Well, me and Nate don't have that problem, so obviously uh, that, that's the bias. I, I I don't have a bias on absolutely anything in life. I'm completely blank slate. <laughs> no thought from one thing I do to the next thing ever. <laughs> I also have no thoughts. <laughs> um Let's go to week two. We have the Bills 1-0. and But just so you know, I'm going to make sure that this is definitely going to be 13-4 and at least. So, okay, we're on for a good start. 1-0. and Okay, good. All right, good job, John. We're on our way to 13-3 and 15-2. <laughs> Miami, week two, Miami Dolphins. In Miami, 1 o'clock game, week two. John, I know what you're going to say. Nate, I'm going to have to say this is a win. Oh, dub. Dub for John. What about you, Mike? It's just so anticlimactic. John has to get to 15. He might as well just tell us the two losses. Look, at, at the end of the day, we're thinking the Bills are going to the AFC title game. I think they, they're they going to sweep. They swept the division last year. I think they're going to sweep it again this year. Ooh, so, wow. I don't Miami, think that. Right? That's a win. That's a win. That's a win. That's a very interesting. I don't think that. I don't think that the Bills are going to sweep the division. Um, we're going to get to it in a minute, but... Um, I mean, the Dolphins were 10-6 and six last season, so they're no joke. I, mean, I I ran a poll on Twitter, which just I just thought of it all of a sudden, and it has to do with the Dolphins. I said, who is the Bills' AFC East rival right now, if they have one? And, John, I know you're a huge uh, Dolphins hater. You you probably think it's the Dolphins, right, over everyone. Yeah, well, I mean, especially, I mean, if you're thinking about, like, competitive, obviously the Patriots are going to be better this year, but Miami is still going to be really good, too. Um but yeah, obviously my history and, and all that, I just said with say the Dolphins. I think you also made the point to us that um, the Bills never beat the Patriots for that long period of time. So how is that a rivalry? <laughs> like you can only be rivalry if it actually goes back and forth every once in a while. It's like, you know, so there's no, there's literally, it's either got to be the Dolphins or the Jets, right? And the Jets are terrible. So it's got to be the Dolphins, right? If you're gonna, if you're gonna make exactly, it. and the Dolphins yes. were this close to making the playoffs, and the Bills beat them, and it always seems like a pretty chippy game whenever the Bills and Dolphins play, which I like. Mike, would you agree with that? Are you on the same boat? AFC East rival, yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. So, uh, just so you know, out of over 500 votes, Patriots were 32 percent, and the Dolphins were 65 percent, and the Jets were two percent. I shouldn't have even put the Jets on that one. It's my fault. Um, week three. Wait, 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 Nate. Who did you pick that week? Oh, I picked the Dolphins. Win. Wait, that we wait. Did the Dolphins win? No, that we're gonna win. Oh, okay. Just making sure we're all on the same page. No, we're definitely all we're we so far we are all three and zero on being two and zero. The Washington football team with one of us not having any bias or agenda. <laughs> yes, that would be me. Um, the Bills <laughs> taking on the Washington football team in Buffalo. In week three, uh, I have to say uh, I'm going to go Bills on this one. Uh, I think the Washington football team is still figuring themselves out. Um, They're still going through uh, growing pains, and I don't think that they're ready to. They were 7-9. and They got into the playoffs by default um, just because they won their division. Somebody had to go from that division. It's a weak division. If they were a good team, then they would be like 10-6 and last season or 11-5, and and they would have. Destroy the rest. I, I'm going to put this as a win. You guys? Yeah. Yes, sir. 3-0 and and being 3-0. and All right. The Houston Texans in Buffalo in week four. Um, I don't think Deshaun Watson, He, I don't know. He might not even be in the NFL at that point. Um, but even so, I mean, you look at how the Texans were last season. 
and they were just a train wreck. Of course, it was Bill O'Brien. We'll see what happens now. Um, Texans were four and twelve. I'm going to give this one as a Bills win. Yes, uh, Bills win. Agree. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we get into our first primetime game. We have the Bills of four and zero going into Kansas City in Arrowhead on uh, Sunday Night Football which is going to be crazy. I think that's going to be a tough game to win. I still don't know if the that would be amazing if the Bills won. Um you know, that's a problem with the Bills bringing back the same exact team that they had last season is that uh the team lost to the Chiefs twice. <laughs> so it's hard for me to pick the Bills to They're not win bringing this. back the same exact team. They didn't lose anybody, but they're not bringing back the same exact team. They just had a draft they brought in free agents. It's not the same exact team. It's, this is Bill's, Bill's win. <laughs> I would disagree. Goes, goes John trying to fit that narrative. <laughs> I agree that they are not bringing back the same team, right? They tried to address all the issues that they had against Kansas City in the draft. Would bring like top two picks with the edge rushers. So hopefully they can follow Tampa Bay's blueprint and do something against Kansas City and get to Mahomes. But until that happens, until you knock off, like Kansas City is the crown jewel of the AFC and st- until somebody takes him down. Um, like if it were in Buffalo, it may be a different story, but it's in Kansas City. I have to go with the Chiefs. Yeah, so do I. I have that as a loss. Sorry, John. I disrespectfully disagree. <laughs> but, right, like Mahomes, like so much of it hinges on Mahomes or Allen. And who knows the status of either one by week five. It, it really depends on, on how the teams play, right? So, like, in the AFC Championship, the, the Chiefs had not been playing well for several weeks, and then they played really well against the Bills, right? The Bills kind of had an iffy game. Like, if they had played better and the Chiefs had been playing like they were playing, Buffalo would have won that game. So, I mean, okay, John, those, teams, Madden, like- those two teams are very close, closer than people think, and – that game could go either way. If the Bills had scored more points and Kansas City had scored less points, Bills might have won, right? That's top-notch analysis there, Mike. He's saying that that's basically what you're saying, John. <laughs> I know. I was just trying to disrespect. <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah, good one, Mike. Uh, that's- the Bills, I'm saying the Bills are going to win that game. They're going 5-0. and it's, it's possible. I don't think it's if, – if you had a gun to your head, I don't know if you'd take Buffalo – Kansas City at home. So the first game that the Bills lost to the Chiefs, the Chiefs ran all over them. And then the second game where the Chiefs won, they passed all over them. So there was nothing that the Bills could do to stop either of anything defensively. And then they really couldn't get a whole lot going offensively. I mean, they were okay. They did. They had a decent game, but nothing, you know, that, that could have... The Bills couldn't protect Allen well, and the Bills couldn't get to Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> so... Uh, I don't. I, and we talk. We talk about the Bills, like oh, the Bills got better, but that's not in a vacuum. Like Kansas City had the same draft; they had the same opportunity to get free agents, right? And they did. They're addressing their needs just like the Bills are. The the Kansas City Chiefs had the same exact offensive line almost in the Super Bowl that they did against the AFC Championship, uh, in, in against the Bills, and the Bills couldn't get any pressure on Patrick Mahomes, and Tampa Bay was constantly in the backfield. I think you saw something like. Patrick Mahomes ran around like 400 yards in the or in the Super Bowl, just trying to get away from pass rushers. He probably ran like 14 yards against the Bills in the backfield, trying to get away from the Bills pass rush. It was just, 
And I don't know that the rookies are going to make a big improvement. Sure, you hope that they will situationally, but um, at this point, I mean, I mean, you know, uh, loss until proven a win in my in my book. If you're a first round pick, you got to expect that he's going to make some sort of difference this year. If he doesn't, then shame on Brandon Bean and the scouting staff. It's a fair take. We'll see what happens. Um, let's talk about, so we have that as a loss, our first loss. And then here we go back. Here's the next. I just don't think you guys are like appreciating the, the, the upgrades. They Kansas City has already made to their offensive line. Yeah, they, they've done a lot of, they they just, uh, they traded. Sorry, didn't they lose their starting left tackle to an Achilles injury and they had to cut him? Yeah, but then they signed a new one from the Ravens. They traded, they traded one. For, uh, yeah, they got a new guy, but the, I think the other guy was better, right? Was it Eric Fisher? Eric Fisher tore his Achilles. It was, is it Joe Thune? T-H-U-N-E-Y? Joe, Joe Thune was, uh, we probably shouldn't talk about this. We are not up to date on the Kansas City Chiefs roster. But Joe like Thune, they signed him. Million, like he, he's like one of the best in the league. One of the best to guards. To protect his blind side. Yeah. All they did and then was. running Kyle Long as a guard. Came out of retirement for a one-year deal to go in the Super Bowl. Like We're not talking about guards what here. What are you talking about? Then they uh, drafted a new center. In the second round, <laughs> yeah, they 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 traded for a left tackle from Baltimore, a Pro Bowl left tackle. I mean, they've been doing a lot to get that line better. If it works, we'll see. But um, even so, I mean, if that was a crappy line before and it's better now, it was like it was fine, fine enough to handle the Bills' pass rush last time. So <laughs> we'll see if it's better this year. Yeah, everyone gets better in the off season, right, Mike? Isn't that what you say? Everyone thinks they get better in the off season. It's like running a race, right? You think you're. Ah. We've talked about it a lot. <laughs> let's well, let's talk about the Tennessee Titans in Week Six in Tennessee Monday Night Football. Ah, miss when Monday Night Football was so much more important than it is right now. Before I switch to Sunday Night Football, uh, Monday Night Football Tennessee Titans. Uh, this is a tough one. This is probably one of the toughest ones I've had to look at. Now, I thought I've always thought the Chiefs was probably going to be a loss. Just based on recency bias. Um, the Tennessee Titans. Uh... Bias. Use the word bias. <laughs> yeah, didn't I say I wasn't biased towards anything? Hmm. You were biased towards giving the Chiefs a win in the previous week is what it sounded like. Mm. So anyways, we're looking at the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> All right, you caught me on that one, John. Um, I'm going to... Uh, I, I need you guys to talk it out with me because... Um, they beat the Titans beat them pretty handily, but it was kind of a weird week with the Bills with COVID and everything, and then the game got pushed back like three times into the next week, and then they ended up getting a short week again. And it was just really weird. I mean, the Bills are have got to be a better team on paper than the Tennessee Titans. See, the tough thing is so they're coming off this big win against the Chiefs. This could be a letdown week against the Titans. That's that's the tricky part. <laughs> Okay. Okay, John. Coming off a big win against the Chiefs, is that what you said? Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's what I said. This this could, this could be, be their first loss of the season potentially. I'm, I haven't committed yet. I'm going to go the opposite way now that you mention it. I think I'm going to say that the after that beatdown they take from the Chiefs <laughs> the week before and week 5, they rally around it and then just destroy the Titans. Okay, I'm going to give them a win. Uh John you're saying letdown game. Is this your first loss? I'm still thinking about it. Go ahead, Mike. Okay, Mike. This one, this is the toughest pick for me. Um, and if it was in Buffalo, I'd say the Bills. But I, I think they 
they lose here and limp into the bye week, but then maybe don't lose again for weeks. Um, Cause after that, the schedule looks real easy to me. Um, and I just, the NFL schedule is long and difficult and I don't, I think they'll have a great year, but like Vegas is smart too. Right. And if it's 10 and a half, I, I, I can't say they're going to get to 16 or something ridiculous. Like, whoa, I don't whoa, know whoa, where they're going to lose. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, wait I see them losing to Kansas City and Tampa Bay are the two I have circled. Like, those are losses. And I, whether through injury or, um, as you said, a letdown game, I think, I think they do lose three or four this year. So I, I guess I have to give Tennessee a loss. So Nate and I threw out a record before we started this. And you're saying that we're going to be biased towards that record, but you have in your head already those ten and a half wins that Vegas is talking about. Yes, have it in my head already. Yes, yes, because we are saying, well, if you're gonna if you're gonna say that the Bills are going to go fifteen and two, you're going to try to give wins and losses based on that record that you gave at the beginning. And now you're saying that you didn't give a record, but yours is going to be now that I'm ten and a half through the process, ten and a half. So you're figuring, well, there's good Vegas is figuring at least. Six and a half losses. So this has got to be one of those, another one of those six. <laughs> now that I'm halfway through, rather than just blindly starting at the beginning, uh, I see them losing to Kansas City and Tampa Bay, unless they play great, great football, which they could, right? But like w- w- after this, we can put some money on the Bills. Like ten and a half seems really low. <laughs> it does. It seems really low. Like you're you're betting you're betting against a Josh Allen injury, essentially. Like that's what you, you're betting you, on. Yeah. And the way he plays, like um, maybe he has more of a chance than the average quarterback, which which would obviously derail the, the season for sure. Um, but barring that, like maybe maybe it's a function of like Bills being a smaller market team, not people aren't as used to them winning. Like maybe that would work in our favor. Yeah. In terms of like betting on the Bills. This is the last season before to- the season starts. Yep. Yep, this is the last season to really take advantage of this because if they go to the the AFC title game again for a second year in a row, nobody's going to count them out as a as a team that's you know ten and a you half. You think like nationally, it could still be like a fluke, like the bill, like the Bills were so bad for so long, kind of almost like the Buccaneers, like us growing up, we're like oh, the Buccaneers are terrible. Um, pick your own. Um, Patriots growing up were well, terrible. <laughs> Well, they kind of beat that feeling out of me. <laughs> oh yeah, for the last twenty years. <laughs> how many? How many? How many Super Bowls did it take though before they? <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good point. But this will be two seasons. So they made the playoffs three of the last four seasons. They made the the AFC Championship last season. They they make the playoffs again and they win a game. I mean, or, or two especially. I mean, they're in that conversation. This will be the last time to take advantage of a ten and a half win season. They're so. Gonna- so we're in agreement. We're going to have to. We're going to have to. Maybe, maybe you and I not as much as John with the like. Sounds like mortgage, pay, like he, home equity line, John. <laughs> like if it's a lock, I I keep getting uh, emails from my bank about personal uh, loans <laughs> being very readily available and accessible through my bank. So um, I've always looked. I, I've always wondered what I can use those for. So maybe this is one of those instances where I leverage instead of like for Dogecoin or whatever. <laughs> I just, they're like, what would you like this loan for? I'd be like, listen, 
<laughs> I don't know if you saw the over-under on the Bills season <laughs> win total. Uh, it's pretty, pretty low. I think uh, so, like, you want to get a $10,000 loan just to put a place a bet? <laughs> like, we're not degenerate gamblers or anything, but also you have to keep in mind, like, Vegas is just trying to set that number where they get half the people to bet one way and half the people to bet the other way, right? And like there are there are teams that get so much you one would think so much more money bet on them because of the bigger fan bases or proximity to Vegas or or whatever. Um Buffalo just seems <laughs> small market kind of kind of forgotten for the last 20 years. Well, like two seasons ago when the Bills made the playoffs, uh their win total was like over under six or seven. And I put money on that. That was easy money. Uh, I think, mm-hmm. I think that it's exactly Mike. I feel like we're, we're definitely not degenerate gamblers, but I will mm-hmm. say that the way that you're convincing me, I feel like I'm losing money. If I don't bet on this, <laughs> I feel like there's literally going to be a deduction from my bank account. If I don't place money on the bills over 10 and a half wins. <laughs> Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. <laughs> All right, well, let's keep going to see how this season... So I have this I have this as a... Uh, actually, you know what? I, you lost. I didn't say yet what mine was. You know, it I'm doesn't cha- matter. I'm, Nate and I are I'm lost. changing mine to loss because I could see the Bills you kind of. You switched to loss? Yes, I switched mine to loss because I think if if I know the Bills, they're really well coached, but right before the bye week, I feel like they just kind of sometimes in tough. Didn't, didn't you say after that tough loss to Kansas City, they're going to bounce back? Yeah, I think they're just going to take another tough loss this next week. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to say win, so 6-0. and Okay. Mike and I have four and two. <laughs> um, so then there's the bye week in week seven. What do you guys think about week seven bye week? I kind of wish it was more in the middle of the season, but that's a win. It's a win. Do you like that? <laughs> yeah, that's later. A, later. Later is better. John just like it's a seven and well, oh. It's perfect. They just had two tough losses, according to you guys. I mean, that there's a perfect time for a bye week. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> <laughs> So they write the ship. They write the ship. They'll play. Go to Miami. <laughs> the fan base goes absolutely nuts after week six. They're four and two. This like this is the end. How are they going to get to the the AFC Championship again if they can't you know beat the same teams they lost to the season? I'm already telling you what the narrative is going to be in 2021 on October 18th. Um, so after the week seven bye week, 
I think we all agree by weeks later in the season, we would prefer um, earlier is the worst uh, week eight Miami dolphins in That's Buffalo. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. That's a Halloween game. Halloween game. We could go and dress up. We could go and dress up. We should talk about a game that we can go to together. Um, we are right now. Okay, let's go to that one. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> All right. We're going to the so, – some of the listeners, it's so cool, uh, have, have messaged us uh, and let us know which games they're going to. So um, it would be cool to uh, meet up with anyone that's listening to the podcast. Obviously, uh, if you're doing that, we'll probably make a trip to Delago uh, this year for one of the games or one or two of the games where, where we'll report, record the podcast right after, um, like we've done in the past. We did this last year for obvious reasons. Um, but it's obviously safe in there. Um, if you're vaccinated and everything like that, uh, it'd be a good time. So this might be a game. This would be a fun game to go to. Um, I probably won't go to it, but uh, it would be a good one. Uh, I say win in Buffalo. I know what John's going to say. I think it definitely win. 7-0. and Win. Win. Con- consensus says win. The Bills are 5-2 and two. consensus-wise, even if John says 7-0. and oh. The next week, they're going to Jacksonville to play against the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. Sunday, November 7th, still 1 p.m. game. Um, I have this as a win. 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 At the New York Jets in New Jersey. Win. (laughs) Win. Win. We don't want to see how Zach Wilson. No, I guess we're not too worried. Indianapolis Colts. This could be an interesting game. Indianapolis Colts. Who is the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts now? I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Me too. It is Carson Wentz. It is Carson Wentz now. I got to be honest. Carson Wentz doesn't scare me as much as Philip Rivers did right before he retired. So I'm gonna. And this is in Buffalo. I'm gonna have this as a win. What about you guys? I'm gonna say when I couldn't remember who the quarterback was for a moment there. I, I agree with Nate. Like I think it's interesting. That's um, with Carson Wentz, Frank Reich. Uh, that was who Carson Wentz had all that success with. Yeah, now he's got something to prove. I'll I'll say Buffalo, but that'll make me a little more nervous than the previous three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's that one's that one wasn't as easy. Yeah, for sure. Dolphins, Jaguars, Jets, W. Colts, uh, probably a W. This is an interesting one. This is the this is one of one of the other primetime games. This is the Thanksgiving game at New Orleans. Thanksgiving Day, eight twenty p.m. Uh, the primetime game. Um, I, I, that's a win. They don't have breeze, man. They don't have breeze, right? That's they, the difference maker. I agree. 11 and 0. Yes. Okay. That's, that's where I was leaning to. Um, I guess, you know, I just remember when breeze was out, like the saints never really crumbled without him. You know, I feel like they would have Teddy Bridgewater, Bridgewater filling, yeah. and Jameis. I mean, it's like they would win or Taysom Hill or whatever, like, they would lose Drew Brees for four games or five games and they'd go four and one, you know, like a lot of teams would crumble without their starting quarterback, especially as good as Drew Brees was. But who do they play over those games? Um, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any of that, but that's a good point. That's a good point. John, you're supposed to make him look good. I know God, John, you're not supposed to question me. He's, we went over this before the pie. <laughs> We went over this before the podcast. Try to make look, Nate look good for once. Um, Not like a sputtering idiot. 
<laughs> Not like the sputtering idiot I am. You're supposed to make me look much better. All right, so we have week 12, the New England Patriots. The Bills don't play the Patriots until December. That's insane to me. And I will say, um, I think the Patriots are going to be much better this season than they were last season. They were 7-9 and nine last season, and the Bills swept them. Um, I think... I think the Patriots will be better this year. They got rid of a lot of dead cap. A lot of Bills fans, I think, in general, are just uh, just kind of counting them out. Like, oh, well, we beat them twice last year. They were 7-9. They're not even in the conversation. The Dolphins are really the ones we have to worry about. Well, I would throw the Patriots in there, too. I mean, you have to respect Belichick. They're bringing Cam Newton back, sure. I mean, is he going to light it up? Probably not. But they, they got like four or five starters back from last season that were – uh, that opted out for COVID reasons. And like those, those were good players. And you add like another free agent. They also had a ton of dead cap from Brady, you know, being traded or, or uh, being released or whatever, or retired or whatever he did to get to Tampa Bay. They had a ton of dead cap. They got all that dead cap back. They have new weapons. They have new players, uh, new draft class. I think they're going to be much better this season. I think they're going to be a threat to the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East. I don't think they'll be better, but I think they'll be more of a threat than people give them credit for. And whenever you're going to win against the Patriots, it's always in the beginning of the season because in the end of the season, they always tighten things up. They get everything right. At least they did with Tom Brady. And they went like 8-0 in the last eight games of the season, like almost every year it felt like. Um, but this Bill is Bill's <laughs> That whole long <laughs> soliloquy, we're going to say Bills win. <laughs> but it's in Buffalo, so I'm going to say Bills win. <laughs> you should have saved all that for the next one. Oh, okay. You're right. December 26th. December 26th. Yeah, so we have a Bills win. So the Bills could get caught looking at Tampa Bay because they're undefeated at this point. But, um, no, I agree. I think they're going to beat the Patriots. Uh, go Bills, 12-0. <laughs> Plus they have the extra long week to prepare for it because – they played on Thanksgiving, and then they get the Monday night football game, so that's extra time to prepare for the uh, the Patriots. And then they get uh 4.25 p.m. game next Sunday after that in Tampa Bay against Brady and the Patriots. Um, I'm just going to have this one as a loss in Tampa Bay. Um, Same. Loss, okay. I'm going to say win. John, you you went 15-2, and two and you haven't had any losses yet. How were you going to was That was just like a first, like, without looking at anything. And now, like, as we're getting into it, like, I, I'm not, I haven't seen any losses yet as we go week to week. <laughs> so you're saying it wasn't intelligent to just blindly pick something without even looking. What I'm saying is I wasn't biased towards the record that I picked prior to going week to week. Maybe you were. Now you're just doing it out of spite to be different. <laughs> but whatever. <clears throat> Like the the Bills lost to Kansas City. Kansas City got spanked by Tampa Bay. Like it's in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady has owned the Bills. Like no, I, I, I do, I do want to go on record. I, I did say that at the end of last season, if the Bills had played Tampa Bay, we would have won, even though the Chiefs lost to Tampa Bay. Okay. <laughs> Great. I'm, I'm so glad you went on record on this completely <laughs> hypothetical thing that will never happen. So I'm going to say win Tampa Bay 13 and 0. Go Bills. So, so that Nate and I, and as a podcast, we have that as a loss. As a loss. That's clearly <laughs> what we have. Uh, Tampa, I mean, Tom Brady is 6 0 against uh, McDermott with the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. So it doesn't really bode well, John. Um, 
He's like 75. Come on. They're bringing back all their defense, all their offense. They're literally bringing back the same exact team that just won them a Super Bowl when he was 43 years old, John. I don't know why you think all of a sudden everything changes. Weren't you guys just poo-pooing the idea that the Bills brought back the same team that that finished third best in the league last year? No. I thought that was a good thing, John. I felt like like when we were like week four or five or something, somebody said something about, oh, well, they're bringing back the same team, so they can't be any better. So what I will say to that is is the teams (laughs) – is the Tampa Bay? Getting, have you taken like an argument class <laughs> since last year? <laughs> I know he's he's gotten a lot better. I don't like this at all, way John. Better. He's way better, especially in making us look dumb. So <laughs> start watching what we say. <laughs> it Were was you so- in like a debate class, John, over the over COVID. <laughs> no, John's like no. I've just been arguing with my wife more. <laughs> I've just gotten. I've just learned. You. St- I'm still losing every argument, but I'm getting better. I have a a two-year-old and a (laughs) four-year-old. Well, those are the easiest arguments because you're just like, daddy says so. Okay, done. Like Those are the easiest. No, no, but it's not done. (laughs) Oh, they're never like, oh, such is life. Daddy says so. (laughs) Uh, John's really good at this. So, John, I will say that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, based on this logic, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Bills could not beat the Kansas City Chiefs. So in my mind, the Bills could not have beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At least that's how my mind works. And uh, But at the very beginning of this, we we're talking about strength of schedule, and you brought up the point that going back to last year's, unless you're like, you finished first or last, then, okay, you might still be great or bad, but everything in between could be totally different. Yeah, these teams are at the top, right? So, uh, yeah, they're up there, but they're not at the same record every year. Even even when the Patriots went undefeated, sixteen and zero, the next year they lost five games. Well, everything that the Buccaneers did to beat the Chiefs, like they could have easily done against the Bills, like rushed Josh Allen, like made him run around the backfield all game, like that would easily happen against the Bills' offensive line, who didn't have have those offensive line injuries that the Chiefs had in the playoffs either. They were only had one injury. I believe to their offensive line, but their most important one left tackle. True. But their right tackle was getting crushed. I mean, it was just all game. Like there, there were no receivers getting open. Travis Kelsey wasn't getting open. Um, and, and then on the other side of the ball, you know, they, they were able to run the ball, which the bills weren't able to do at all last season. And they were able to have a decent passing attack, which, you know, the bills kind of did, in a half-hazard attempt in the AFC Championship game, but nothing compared to what the the Patriots the Patriots were able to move the ball and hold the clock. The Bills cannot do that. The Bills can't do that. If they're forced to run, like it's done. The game's over. So, I think that's going to be an aspect of the game, their game that's going to improve this year, even with a lot of the same players returning. I agree. I think. Singletary improves, and I think the run blocking improves on the offensive line. Yep, the run blocking go better, and then of course the offensive the the pass, the passing attack will get worse as a result. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, no. I, I'm saying even even with the same players, maybe you maybe you, you you switch them around or or however they do it. But I think the pass blocking will stay the same, and the run blocking will improve. So we have this as a loss, right? As a podcast, we do. John has it as a win. Has <laughs> a win. He hasn't convinced me. But John, John, you you say they're going to go undefeated every year. I There's only been one I, team I, ever. When did I say they were going to go undefeated? A 14 game schedule. I I led in 1972. I led 
I led with 15 and two. So and, I, and I've yet to say they were going to go undefeated this year. Okay. So you have them losing to Carolina, New England, Atlanta, or New York. Well, they might be resting their starters by the end of the season. <laughs> okay. okay. So they'll lose to New York. <laughs> well, that seems unlikely. <laughs> okay. They'll be so resting. one folly to pick the record in advance. I was just trying to get a baseline. <laughs> You're baselining all right. All right. Carolina <laughs> Panthers is a Saturday <laughs> Saturday game against the Carolina Panthers in Buffalo. Win winning. I agree. That's uh, <laughs> a win. 14 and I'll go Bills. <laughs> and now we play against the Patriots in New England on Sunday, December 26th at 1 p.m. Um Nate, don't do it. Uh, sweep the division. Sweep, sweep the leg. Uh, I want to, I want to sweep that leg, man. Um, I have, I'm going to have this one as a loss. I know you guys are both going to say win, so it's going to end up being a win for the podcast, but I think that's a loss. I don't think the Bills sweep the Patriots twice this year. They almost lost to them once last year. They should have lost that first game against the Patriots if it wasn't for a Justin Zimmer uh, fumble as the uh, Patriots were driving for the win. So Cam Newton coughed. Every, every up. game comes down to one or two plays. You can't. I mean, Cam Newton fell off a cliff. Man, he's got no arm left. Yeah, but he doesn't need one. His best seasons came when he had Greg Olson as his tight end. He didn't have. Uh, oh, Craig, Greg Olson's back. No, he didn't have squat he, for tight end. <laughs> Greg Olson's thirty-eight. He's got uh, Hunter Henry and um, Janu Smith. It's free agents. I don't know who so. those people are. <laughs> that doesn't mean yeah, anything. No. Just because you haven't heard about them doesn't mean they're good players or good tight ends. And now he's got two of them. So he's got two Greg Olsons on his team, or at least maybe three quarters of a Greg Olson on each side. So, like, he he is at his best when he's had a good tight end. He didn't have one last season. Now he has two of them. And they have a running attack. And they're getting players back. And they are got rid of all that dead cap. Like, this... Patriots are going to go 10 and 7, I think. And I think this is going to be a loss, in my opinion. I think Cam Newton, like, he's not ascending, (laughs) right? (laughs) Josh Allen, hopefully, is getting better. Like, the ceiling was not last year. Like, we're we're saying, like, oh, like, we're we're kind of basing it on the bills of last season. And and I'm hoping Allen is, he was runner-up to the MVP in, can be even better. And I think the league is driven by quarterback play. And I think I think the Bills can sweep the division and beat New England. So I have it as a win. I'm hoping John does too. I certainly do. And and by what you're just saying about Josh Allen improving every year, that that's absolutely correct. And maybe you should reevaluate some of the losses you gave the Bills <laughs> earlier on this calendar as we we're going through it. <laughs> John, the balls of John now. Jeez, <laughs> he, he went from he went from where does he get off argumentative to downright smugness? Oh my god, <laughs> I missed you, John. I'm glad to have you, you and Mike back. Um, <laughs> Gonna be on Nate. <laughs> um, we'll get a few more segments out of you yet. <laughs> It's a five segment show. It's a five minute segment. <laughs> get some more, get some more smugness out of you, John. All right. <laughs> it seems to me that uh, all right. So we have the okay. So we have that as a win as a podcast. Um, 
Week 17, which is crazy that it's not the last week of the season, is against the Atlanta Falcons in Buffalo. Sunday, 1 p.m., January 2nd. Um, John, what do you think? You know, before I say, I I was just looking at the schedule, and it's kind of crazy. So they have one, two, three, four games in December slash January at home compared to two away. So that's kind of neat. I, I, I don't think this happened in a while. I have to go back and look. Um, but I'm, you know, I got to go, go bills on this one. Um, Falcons have good offense, but they have absolutely zero defense. I think uh, if, if it goes to a shootout, it's going to be Josh Allen. It is cool. That's a good point. It's, it's neat to see some home games later in the year like that. And I think especially playing a warmer team like Carolina or, Atlanta um, is a huge advantage for the Bills, so I I have them winning that game for sure. Yeah, yeah. Based on that, if it was even close, uh, based on your guys' logic, I think I think I would go Bills. Also, dome team playing in that's the other thing. I mean, we always talk about you know Bills games later in the year being a better a better shot for the Bills players to win. You know, the the Bills as a team as a whole winning. I mean, going the more you go into January, the further you go into January, the easier, the better, the more of an advantage it'll be. Um, so we have that as a win. Last week, week 18, against the New York Jets in uh, Highmark Stadium, or whatever it's called right now, in Buffalo. Um, I'm just going to say we all have this as a win. Unless they 17 rest- and 0, let's go, baby. <laughs> unless they rest their starters. But even so, John's like, they'll definitely win, even when against... That that makes that that win against Miami in Week 17 that much sweeter. The fact that all those second stringers got in and just beat up on the Dolphins even more. So let's see. We have a 13 and four record as a podcast. We do. Yeah, we have. I have 14 and three losses oh. to Kansas City, Tennessee, and Tampa. Sorry, you're right. 14 and three. 14 and three as a podcast. Mike, you good with that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Now that we went through and evaluated every single one of them, I like that. I mean, I disagreed slightly on that, but um, you guys are still in the ballpark. (laughs) So cool. I mean, this is going to be an exciting season. It's so fun. I did a a poll on Twitter where I asked, you know, what's your gut reaction after seeing the the schedule for a prediction for the Bills season? And 55% of the people that voted said 13 and 4 or better so over half of bills fans agree with us on the 14 and 3 record um 12 and f- 34% said 12 and 5 which i thought was interesting um 9% said 11 and 6 and only 1.5% said 10 10 and 7 or worse so it's such a crazy time to be in where the bills like if you, I mean, if you just look at the statistics, 80, 90% of all Bills fans think 12 and 5 is the absolute floor for the Buffalo Bills this season, which is incredible. It's an incredible time to be a Bills fan. So I think I'm going to end it on here, um, unless there's anything that you guys want to add before I wrap this up. So it was great talking to you guys. Again, obviously, Mike and John are my, if you're new to our podcast, Mike and John are my co-hosts throughout the entire season, and I try to uh, give them a break in the off season, but I bring them on every once in a while for some fun topics like this, and uh, it's always a pleasure. to. T- I will say it's always a pleasure, and then until John becomes more argumentative and, uh, and starts to win more arguments, I'm not as big of a fan. So uh, 
I knew I could always argue with Mike and win those ones, so it's not uh, <laughs> it's not as fun to see uh, see John starting to fall into that same category. But you know, he's pretty smug right now, so I think he might uh, take some time off, get a little bit lazy, and uh, come back uh, come back Calvin Benjamin like a little bit softer in the regular season. He'd be like, "Hey, was I supposed to be working out this whole entire off season? I didn't know that. That was that's new to me." Did, did you see uh, Calvin Benjamin is being signed as a tight end now? Is he really? Yeah, I think it's the Giants that were he had a tryout and they signed him as an actual tight end, though, not a wide receiver. No tight end. That's awesome. But when you look at Kelvin Benjamin, guys, he's six five. He's two hundred and forty five pounds. He's probably a Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end. I did. I did see the funny tweets about like he he got that last Popeye's biscuit. I didn't know though it was actually because he signed as a tight end. Wow. Okay. So it was great talking to you guys. So signing off for John. Hey. For Mike, go Bills. Yeah. For me, Nate, 14 and 3, go Bills. We'll talk to you guys again soon. John Brown. Yeah. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills. It's the mafia, I'm with the Buffalo Bills. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills. Hey. Hey. Who you repping? What's your team? Who you repping? What's your team? You know I'm repping for my team. I got that salad on my team. Like a high Jordan Poyer, can you catch it? Can you? Trade day is like a mask, you're not catching anything. Mad Milano making plays, we not scared of any team. Best in the AFC, all the praise of Brandon Bean. You hear Sean McDermott clapping while I'm snapping? Do you? Jerry Hughes will get the sack soon as you snap it. Andre Roberts running back, ain't no just backing. Mafia, we on a ride and we got traction. We got BZ, we got digs. Dawson Nance with the stiff arm, treat opponents just like his Feliciano, Deion Dawkins, block defenders like the fans Hey, it's the mafia, I said no one on top of us I said no one is blocking us on top of our division So it's clear that it's no stopping us Google best team in the league and we popping up Hey, who you repping, what's your team? Who you repping, what's your team? You know I'm repping for my team I got a salad on my team it's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills. Yeah. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills. Uh. It's the mafia, I'm with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills. Hey, it's the mafia, I said no one on top of us. I said no one is blocking us on top of our division, so it's clear that it's no stopping us. Google best team in the league, and we popping up. Home game for the playoffs, but you already snow. Gabe Davis is a rookie, but he playing like a pro. Uh, going through a table, only time we ever fold. Can you dig it? 17, by to take us to the bowl. Hey, uh, don't you run it? Oliver and Trey Edmonds gonna be on it. We got Corey, but we barely ever punt it. Cause we just running up the score on our opponent. We got BZ, we got Diggs. Single Terry, by the juke him out of shoes. Make him miss, run it in. Zach also throw the digs. It's been sick. Terry Johnson, pick sick to the house. Take a flick. Hey, it's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills. It's the mafia, I'm with the Buffalo Bills. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills. Hey, who you repping? What's your team? Who you repping? What's your team? You know I'm repping for my team. Team. 
Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs>